0: You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and Advanced Grief Recovery Specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open. And maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 200. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well. And as always, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And a quick reminder about my journal, which is called Giving Grief a Voice. And you know, this is a beautiful gift that can help to guide you and support you through your grief. And it's filled with writing prompts, breathing exercises, and self-care tips. So my hope is that it will help you to move through your grief so that you can start to look at life after loss. And you can find this journal on Amazon. So on this week's episode, I'm talking about the do's and don'ts of talking to kids about death. Now, at some point, you'll have to tackle the subject of death with your kids and whether that conversation is initiated by the death of a pet, a relative or a family friend dies, or even those school shootings that we keep seeing in the news. You know, many of us know that Death can occur in all sorts of ways, and it may be expected by a prolonged illness. It could be sudden or accidental, but whatever the circumstance, it's an opportunity to teach kids about one of life's truths, and it's important to find ways to express what's happened, to make sense of what's happened, so that we can accept what's happened, Now, the majority of young children are aware of death, and most of them are exposed to the reality of death at a young age. You know, some may have read about it in their favourite book, where the hero dies or an animal dies. They may have seen it on TV, on a show, or on a movie. But you know, talking about death is something that most of us are not really good at because it's just too painful and uncomfortable. You know, I remember our first conversation when our children were quite young, and it happened when our dog Dexter died. Now, both my husband and I wanted to be honest with the kids, and since our dog had been ill for quite a while with congestive heart failure. That helped us to prepare the kids for his death. And then, of course, on the day when he died and we buried him together and they asked us, well, what's happened to him? And we told him that was because of the illness and his body had just stopped working and he died, which seemed to be a perfectly good enough answer. You see, unfortunately, when it comes to the topic of death, many parents fail to provide honest information to the children. And I get it, you know, we just want to protect them from what we think is a morbid topic to talk about. But talking about death with our kids is so important and necessary, even though it may not be the easiest thing to do. So here are some do's and don'ts of talking with your child about death. Now, first off, and I think this is a big one, is don't use euphemisms. When your child asks what happened and you say, oh, grandpa's gone to sleep, or the angels have taken grandma, so she'll be watching over us forever. It's just too vague for children who take things very literally. And even if you think you're being clear in your way of telling them that we won't be seeing grandpa again, if those words they're hearing doesn't tell the child that, then they won't believe you. And it creates more questions for kids because they didn't get the honest answer to the question of what happened. You see, children are not able to process euphemisms like adults. And as a result, they can become confused about death. And remember, those euphemisms may cause some kids to be afraid to go to sleep because after all, isn't that what happened to grandpa? Or they might be afraid that someone's watching them and where are they? So do tell the truth about the death with age-appropriate details, as this gives the children the answers that they want, plus they then have an opportunity to ask any questions if they want to know more. So be honest and say something like, Grandpa had a heart attack, Aunt Susie died, honey, or Dobby ran out into the road and got hit by a truck. It's okay to tell the truth right away. So next up is don't change the subject or offer to replace the loss. Don't change the subject when your child comes into the room. You know, it's not good for anyone talk about the loss because remembering the person who's died is part of the healing process for everyone. Why not use his or her name and share what you remember? You know, bringing up the name of the person who's died gives the child permission to share their feelings and it reminds them that talking about death and the person who's died is not taboo. Now, replacing the loss mainly applies to pet loss, but we do hear this a lot. And you know, I remember our dog dying and I came home and I was heartbroken and my dad said, oh, don't worry, love, we'll get you another one. And by the way, he never did. You know, Most parents are well intended when they offer to replace the loss, but most of the time what they're trying to do is shift the child's focus from death to a new relationship, a more positive one. But sadly, what that does is it teaches the children that pets, people and love are replaceable. So the bottom line is that all of our relationships are unique And no matter what kind of support system they have in place, children still need to grieve for the person or pet that's died. So do ask your child what they liked or disliked or will miss about the person or the pet that they've lost. You know, it's helpful to go over things and look at the relationship as it gives children the opportunity to express their feelings. And next up, don't try to hide your feelings and act like everything is fine. You know, so many of us have been taught as children not to feel bad. It's as if crying is immature and it's better to hide that sadness. Many of us learn that showing our emotions is a sign of weakness, and yet emotions have a lot of potential. So if we learn how to understand them and become emotionally honest with ourselves, then we learn how to grow and we can pass that knowledge on to our kids. And you know, everyone grieves in their own way. So keep in mind that children can experience grief in many different ways and just like adults, they may express sadness, anger or confusion and they may want to isolate themselves or become very clingy. So don't hide your grief from your child because in seeing you openly grieve during and even long after a death will let the child know that it's normal and it's healthy to feel sad and it's okay to talk about their feelings and cry after any significant loss. So do cry together and encourage your child to talk about the feelings, but also allow them to be silent about the death for a while as it is normal for them to want to be alone from time to time. Remember, it's also pretty common for some kids to seem totally unaffected by the loss. But whatever the case, let them grieve in his or her own way, as there is no right or wrong way to go about it. And be prepared to talk about your thoughts and feelings. And why not try to check in with them and be available to talk as grieving is a process. And last but no way least, don't avoid by not saying anything at all. You know, discussing death with your kids can be a real concern and many do try to avoid. You know, when we're growing up, most of us learn how to take care of ourselves physically. At school, there's gym class cooking and nutrition classes and first aid lessons. So we know how to handle things when we get physically hurt. But what about emotions? Honestly, you know, I was never sat down and taught how to take care of my feelings. And because of that, I never went to a funeral until I was 49 and that was my dad's. But what we have to remember is that kids are sensitive barometers of emotions, and they are good observers. They know when something's going on, and they know when no one is telling them what. Unfortunately, silence is one of the surest ways to isolate children and make death seem really scary or shameful. You know, most parents usually wait until their kids are in bed before having those heavy and whispered conversations about death. But kids know when the truth is being hidden from them and being silent about death doesn't prevent your kids from learning about it. It just means that they will find any information about death and dying elsewhere. So do openly discuss death with your child when the right time comes along. Acknowledge that maybe your silence surrounding death is actually the result of what you learned about dealing with death when you were growing up. But you know, it's never too late to change and equip your children with this important life lesson. So start to model appropriate behaviour regarding death. And remember, kids need a lot of reassurance that they're safe and they're loved and made to feel that it's okay to talk about their feelings. And if you feel that it's too difficult for you and you don't know where to start, why not ask your kids what do they want to know? You know, this will open the door and give you a place from which to answer. You know, there are plenty of opportunities to bring up the concept of death and start to have a conversation about it. Animals and nature offer many examples, and it's all part of life. You know, as parents, we are responsible for teaching our children about death because what we teach them will impact how they look and respond to death for the rest of their lives. Remember, talking about death before, during or after someone or something dies isn't morbid. It's actually a wonderful gift to our children that reinforces the truth that we can get through anything together and it's okay to express their feelings. Okay, you lovely people. That is it for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and it was helpful for you. If you'd like to find out more about my services and programs, then please head over to my website, Give Grief a Chance. There you can drop me an email, you can ask a question or share your story via voice message and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. Remember to check out my journal, Giving Grief a Voice, which you can find on Amazon And while you're over on my website, why not check out my free gifts to you? There's a guided meditation to help you sleep a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it plus my fillable grief worksheets so please feel free to use them and if you've enjoyed this podcast please rate it like it and share it and if you feel like it come and join me on Instagram at give grief a chance coach and last but not least please never be afraid to give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.